Hello, everyone. Welcome to Where Work Meets Life. I'm Dr. Laura, and I'm delighted to bring you Jennifer Buchanan today. I had the honor of meeting Jennifer a few years ago and was immediately in awe of her prolific career as a dedicated music therapist, speaker, author, business leader, community contributor, and many other roles. I've had the honor of getting to know her and her company, JB Music Therapy, which has been around for 30 years and has created hundreds of music therapy programs throughout Canada, helping organizations, healthcare settings, education settings, medical, serving people of all ages, including my mother, who had advanced stage dementia when we brought in a music therapist from JB to her nursing home. And music was one of the last things to go for my mother. When she lost her ability to communicate verbally, she could still sing. When she lost her ability to sing, music would still light her up. So near the end stage of her life, she experienced the music therapy that Jennifer Buchanan's JB Music Therapy has brought the world. And for that, my family will be forever grateful. So Jennifer uh, is a... MBA holder who's combined music therapy with business, with being a dedicated community member. She's executive director of the Canadian Association of Music Therapists. And there is so much more I can say, but I think I'm going to turn over the mic and have you tell us a little bit more about yourself, Jennifer, and what got you into this field of music therapy to where you are today. Oh, I'm just so happy to be here. Um, you know, we all come from somewhere and these little experiences that happen um, can change the trajectory of your life. And that's what happened when granddad suffered his second major stroke, was placed in long-term care at a time so many years ago where um, we had incredible nursing care, but those other quality of life enhancements that we need um, as human beings was not available to him. And Granny, who would visit him from seven in the morning to seven at night, and she would bring in his favorite comforter, and she would bring in the pictures and 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 help him as he as he attempted to recover, but never did regain his speech, never did regain being able to walk again. And one of the things she did was put our family program together. And when's everybody going to visit? And um, there was a little bit of pressure on that. She was very good at also putting some pressure on all of us. And our time was Friday nights. And she asked me one day, she said, Jenny, when you come next Friday, would you bring your guitar and would you sing your granddad's favorite song? A song, like it's the simplest thing in the entire world to sing someone's favorite song. And yet it was something I had never even thought of. I was a tween. I was learning guitar at school. I loved to sing. But granddad was always so grumpy. I would never have thought to sing to him. And when I did, um, it would be the first time I'd see granddad cry. It was would be the first time that I felt a connection to this man in front of me. Um, 
it would be the first time that the screaming lady down the hall came into the room and started singing with us. And the wandering guy wandered on in and sat down beside me. All these things started to happen. And so it's no surprise that um, as I started visiting every Friday night with music, um, that Granny would come to me when I was getting close to graduating from high school and said, Jenny, I think you should become a music therapist. And she actually wrote my reference letter to get into music therapy school. <laughs> wow, what an amazing story. The way you described that, it was just like being there. And my mom's nursing home had the wanderer as well and the screamer. And I can totally relate totally relate and when we put on little concerts and recitals there um because i'm a flute player by background they they would light up right they the screaming would go down for sure right yeah so what is music therapy so for the lay person out there like what what is this field of music therapy just in a nutshell yeah, so um, I, it's a professional practice. So just like all allied health, you've got your physiotherapists and you've got um, massage therapists, chiropractic, speech language, you know, it's a professional practice where we use music as a primary intervention. And so where you will see us music therapists, you'll see us in hospitals at bedsides, working with patients in a very therapeutic way. Everything's incredibly personalized, just like all therapy is. Um, we will work with specific protocols. For, so if someone um, is recovering from losing their speech or, or wanting to work on a specific goal, we've got some specific ways in which we go forward and do that using music. We use live music. We use some recorded music. We use some pretty good questions going along the way. And um, and we're in a variety of settings. So, you know, our youngest client to date has been about two months old. Our eldest has been about 102. We're in corrections and ICUs, but we're also in schools and uh, working with teams at the corporate level. So there's a variety of places you can find a certified music therapist. Wonderful. And not only have you been practicing and leading a team of music therapists for 30 plus years, you've also written three books uh, in the field. Um, Tune In, uh, Wellness Incorporated, which I have in front of me right here. And the third one, the new one, which is Wellness Well Played. And it's about the power of a playlist. So why did you write, let's talk about your books in general, just briefly, but I especially want to focus on wellness, well-played and talking about using a playlist with purpose today. Oh, that's good. So tune in came um, as an introduction to what music therapy is. And that's why I wrote that book, Wellness Incorporated, what came from a place of the challenges that come from running a health and wellness private practice and how can we go 30 years or 40 years in a sustainable way. Wellness Well Played, um, I had been writing little bits of it, not even knowing what it was called. And at the beginning of COVID, um, I 
I was hearing from a lot of our clients who we were no longer able to see and sit with that they were beginning to go to the music that was most familiar to them, that they resonated with um, because it was uncertain times. So we look for some certainty and music was able to give them that. And so the power of a playlist, looking back on the history of how does this mixtape work? How does this personal soundtrack from the music of our lives, from when we put it together, we can think of our earliest music memories all the way until today, and recognize that a song is never just a song, and a playlist is never just a playlist. A song is an incredibly meaningful moment to someone, and a playlist represents that life's journey, a meaningful journey that we've all had. So the book came at a time to share some hope, some optimism, a useful resource that we can all access in some way and create this very meaningful playlist for whatever time we're needing it for. Wonderful. So what I'm hearing, Jennifer, is this book is basically for, for everybody, you know, young and old. And to be shared within those groups, that intergenerational opportunity to learn from one another of, you know, it's nice to hear what granddad likes to listen to and and why. And it's really nice to listen to our seven-year-olds, like what music do they love and learn a little bit more about them in that way. Absolutely. So what was your biggest learning or surprise from writing this book? The book itself, I, the biggest surprise was how easy it was. Um, I really wrestled with the first two. It was not an easy author experience for me at all. I was wrestling with every word. But for some reason, talking about what I guess we would say is so simple, you know, creating a playlist and the different ways we can do that. Um, but as I went through all the exercises in the book, I did them myself, you know, and even if I've done them with clients in the past or with friends in the past, I did it again. And so there was this element of fun and liveliness that came during a time when I was feeling really overwhelmed with my own work. Um, it was a, a time for me to take a break and to escape into the creative. And um, I, I, I was saying that my amygdala was on fire. You know, I was worrying and, and I always was feeling like all I want to do is hide. Um, but the music kept pulling me out and helping me make next best decisions. And that's essentially what I wrote about in the book is around that science of how music legitimately works. It takes us from that whir and that worry, slips us into the creative process of that hippocampus. So we're able to make that executive decision and good decisions moving forward. Um, although it might not eliminate every stress, it seems to give us a bit of margin around our spirit and helps us um, just take the little step next. Wonderful. And I love how, the, for those of you who are viewing on YouTube, uh, there's a brain behind uh, Jennifer, <laughs> a model of the brain. So um, I imagine you, you talk about the brain a fair bit in all of this, Jennifer. 
I do. And, and there's some really, like, if I was going to distill the most interesting pieces that I've learned over the last 30 years, I, I think what I would say is that, um, the first is to recognize that music's a global brain process. Um, I remember years ago, like when I started even going to school and practicing, we were still figuring out how this brain and music worked. And the MRI machine was not around yet, not on, in the way that it is today. And so we were trying to figure out where is music in the brain. And people would say, you know, that that the lyrics are over here and the rhythms over here. We're really learning what a global process it is and that there is no other activity we know of that stimulates more areas of the brain simultaneously than when we listen to music that inspires us. And that's really poignant for me as a music therapist when I'm getting to know somebody that music that inspires them is going to really help us do some of the work, um, regardless of whether they've just had a stroke or acquired a brain injury or are feeling hugely anxious, you know, which can be a lot of our clients. Yeah, no kidding. I, I can totally see that. So when we're talking about our playlists, it makes me think about how mine is um, a bit overwhelming. It's become kind of a broad mix. And I haven't purposefully taken the time to create multiple playlists. I have a peaceful one and I have kind of a fun one. <laughs> and then sometimes I'll just look up other playlists on Spotify. But what do you recommend in terms of being more purposeful about creating playlists to help you when you're experiencing different moods or emotions or challenges in life? Yeah, I really, I just love that you're already doing some of that. Um, if you haven't done so already, and I encourage all the listeners, we were just talking about this personal soundtrack from our earliest years to today. And we can say that really randomly, but have we actually taken a moment to journal that and to journal our, our auditory um, history? And if we could break down our life into decades or even half decades, um, create a document right on our computer, or maybe you want to go old school in a journal, and you can write the years of your life down along with the music memories as they come to you. Like, um, you know, it's interesting. I always joke that eventually we're all listening to the oldies station, you know, because we all start, we only really add about five to 15% new music post 30. So eventually we all go to certain radio stations. But as you're listening to whatever radio station you like, either modern or new or that oldies station, when you hear a song that reminds you of a certain time in your life, it's then just writing it down in that journal, um, maybe even adding in some of your memories um, 
that you had, the people you were hanging out with. Um, maybe there was a special moment that you had. And, you know, as we get into junior high and high school, we really had some strong musical taste back then. We thought we were pretty great <laughs> at our musical taste. And then your young adulthood, you know, for me, I had my kids quite young. So I've got this period of about five years where it was all kids music. And I missed an entire kind of period of time that other music was happening. So I've had to go back and explore that. And then to today, and what are we gravitating to today? Um, but that's a really great first step for intentionally looking at yourself and the music that has meant the most to you. It doesn't have to be your favorite music today. It's just the music that brings up some of the strongest memories. That's what I would put um, as a very first step. Okay, wonderful. So I know that we know certain types of music can relax and, and create certain brain waves that calm you down. Um, and I just wonder about that. So what pace or what types of music um, do you recommend for stress and anxiety versus building you up and re-energizing you? Is there certain fundamentals we should know about? That's so good. I can, I can remember that one of the greatest pieces of research I ever got was out of Reader's Digest. So I know it's really, I know it's legit. So it came out of Reader's Digest and it said that listening to 20 minutes of music that soothes you equals 20 milligrams of Valium, which if you asked a nurse, that's pretty good, actually. Like, that's really good. So I, if I was going to give you something very specific, it's about putting together that music. And for all of us, you were asking about like, so is it tempo that's affecting us, the speed of the music, for example, or the dynamics or the genre even? This is where um, uh, it, it really does depend on the person, like what's going to soothe you may not necessarily soothe me. But there is around the tempo piece and the speed, there is this number around 60 to 70 beats per minute on music soothes most of us um, most of the time. And using the genre of music that you are um, most interested in, so not everyone loves classical music, but if you do, then use it. Um, and so it's more looking at that tempo, putting together a full 20 minutes worth of music, sitting back, don't do the dishes at the same time, don't, you know, do something else around the house, but actually sit back with your headphones or your speaker nearby and playing that music. That's when we're seeing the greatest results. Okay, well, that is some really excellent advice, Jennifer. We really, really appreciate it. So, Anything else that we should know about this amazing book and how to get our hands on it? So Wellness Well Played. Um, I want to know where we can get it and how we can read it and, yeah, share the word. Well, I say that this book is for 
everyone and it truly is for everyone. But if you're a Gen Xer, you're going to even love it that much more. Um, and it's because it goes through that history of the mixtape and um, it goes through um, several different exercises broken down by mood, memory, and motivation for playlists. And uh, and I just hope everyone spends some time in the different activities throughout the book. Lots of the science in the brain is in there as well. And you can get it at your favorite online re retailer. So, um, and send me a note if you've got questions or if you want to um, ask me a couple of questions, I'm happy to answer those. So what's the best way to get in touch with you, Jennifer? Perfect. So you can go to wellnesswellplayed.com and there's also a contact form close there. Awesome. And back to Tune In, your first of the three books. So who would be interested in getting their hands on Tune In versus Wellness Well Played? What are the differences there? If you are interested in learning more about music therapy um, and you want to see it in a broad context, like I was saying, from two years old to 102, if you're a music student right now or a nursing student or you're looking and you're going, oh, I never thought of music therapy as a career, definitely you will want to um uh, look at that book. It's a great introduction and just overview and some of the goals that we work work with. Excellent. Well, this has been wonderful. It's made me think of uh, being a Gen Xer myself and the cassette tapes I used to have. And the yeah, definitely, definitely, I went through the cassette tapes. And my very first album is um, was a forty five, like a little little one and it was men without hats pop goes the world <laughs> perfect and i still like when i hear it it just brings me back back in the day i still love that song too um but yeah that was my first song so i go back to i mean those little records were going out of style you know very soon after that <laughs> and then i had a collection of cassette tapes and then i moved on to cd's and now uh, here we are in this day and age where in a lot of ways it's easier, but in a lot of ways I find that it takes more effort to make sure you have the right playlists. Yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. The book goes into that as well, into the actual getting the right resources for you and how to do that, but also helping those in your world that might need a little support because it tech has has changed everything for all of us yeah in a good way but also a few more challenges too to to overcome and which i can absolutely do and share the word on that with others through your book so thank you so much jennifer i learned a lot today I hope uh, all the listeners did as well. And uh, in two weeks from now, we will be talking further about the power of music for work-life wellness. So I'm really looking forward to that follow-up uh, episode, Jennifer. Me too. <laughs> So thank you all. And if you like this episode, please share it with others. Uh, please rate and review it. That helps me be able to get this content out to more people. And also check out drlaura.live, my website, where you can sign up for a monthly newsletter full of resources, tips, articles. And uh, I hope you stay well in your work and life. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Where Work Meets Life. 
If you enjoyed this content, please rate and review the podcast as that helps me get it out to more people. Visit my website at drlaura.live and sign up for my monthly e-newsletter full of tips and resources. Please engage with us on social media and check out the podcast summary for links to my psychology practices, Canada Career Counseling, Calgary Career Counseling, and Synthesis Psychology. Stay well.